Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Ruby, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. And Indy Potter. Hi. Yes, we are back to talk more Ruby, this time uh, episode 5, I believe, of volume 6 of Ruby, The Coming Storm. Um, we talk Ruby every week here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Ruby on uh, iTunes to subscribe there or on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Overly Animated to not miss any of our Ruby podcasts. Um, we've got some uh, good discussion going on volume six already and uh, going to keep it keep it going this week with a very interesting in a lot of ways episode of Ruby. Make sure you've seen The Coming Storm. We talk uh, the Rooster Teeth first premieres, so make sure you've seen this Rooster Teeth first premiere. Uh, spoilers for this whole episode and all previous episodes of Ruby. But yes, let's get into this. Uh, we got Neo. We got uh, ships. Uh, Haley, what did you think of the coming storm? <laughs> um, I I liked it. It was. I think it suffered like last week did about being kind of a shorter episode that really these two last ones could have been combined and they would have been um, just would have amped each other up a bit more. Um, but that being said, I think it had some great moments. I'm so happy that Neo is back and had a great fight scene with Cinder. That was super cool um, and gives me hope about what Cinder's storyline is going to be if Neo is back in it. That is uh, new and fresh. So that's cool. Um, yeah. And we had some awesome shipping moments, <laughs> which was fantastic and some great Bumblebee. Uh, yeah. So okay. overall positive. It was setting up stuff, but we got some interesting character development moments. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely more of a little bit of more of a setup episode. But okay, positive from Haley. Andy, what do you think? I'm pretty positive on this episode, too. I just think this episode is what I imagine when I think of Ruby. There was a fight scene. There was there were the, the, these two ship, ships that were just hanging out together. There was a little bit of normal Ruby nonsense of just plot that I... I, I just want stuff to move a little faster. I don't need it to sit on this on this house forever because I'm, I'm scared of that, Dylan. It's been, but, one, um, it's been one episode. It has, it has, but we're at least going to get one more at this point. Oh, yeah, we're definitely. at least getting one more. Yeah. But, but, but I'm not worried about that because we. It, this episode was at least fun. I at least had fun watching the the pairs interact together, uh, Ruby and Weiss and Yang and Blake. And I really think this fight was a really big step up for the team, and it it was it was just really incredible. This fight scene was probably the best one in I think three seasons. It was wow. a really good fight. Yeah, old what, claims what, what was the last one we said about that because we've said that before like this was the best fight uh, long, i remember this this fight is better than the uh the raven cinder fight dylan by a lot okay that was a good one we also really liked the first two minutes of the premiere that fight se- sequence um, this was- is much better this is mm-hmm. be- this is much much better than that too interesting this is just okay. this is just re- uh, we can talk about later but I, I i like this fight a lot yeah all right, cool. Yeah, I'm also positive on The Coming Storm. This is another good episode for what's shaping up to be the best season of Ruby ever. I mean, it's five episodes, so we should uh, maybe hold off for a little bit longer. But this is five, <laughs> so far. five good ones in a row. I think like mm-hmm. these five would be better than all but like three of the last season. And last season was a good season, yeah. too. So that, that's a very positive sign. I mean, look, The Coming Storm, this is what I've been asking for every week for three years on this podcast is this episode. We had a... <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a cool fight scene with a lyric song in the background like oh that's what all and we had the the two ships paired off and talking to each other like literally that's all i've been asking for for years and it happened um so in that regard it was uh 
fun and uh, like very appealing. I think that there are some aspects which were maybe slightly disappointing about the one-on-one conversations we had between Blake and Yang and Ruby and Weiss. Like, is this the best we can hope for from Ruby and Weiss talking? I was definitely, uh, (laughs) I've been waiting for them to talk one-on-one for, this is their first one-on-one in two years, three years, and uh, it was uh, disappointing, but it was still, I still loved it, but um, it was a bean related. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, it, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's some some disappointments with the dialogue specifically, I think, as as usual. But um, like I, this is like so stark improvement in the show understanding what we want to see, or at least what I want to see. I don't speak for all fans. And uh, the show, this episode also is kind of this horror elements underpinning, which I think was successful. I think they're building up to that very well, and I'm actually interested to see what Ruby can do with kind of these these more horror elements to it um, um, next week. So, or you know, we'll see if we if we check in with Ninja or something. But no, I don't think so. I think we'll we'll probably continue <laughs> yeah. with this again. Say um but yeah good, good stuff overall and um continuing to enjoy volume six um i don't know it's, it's kind of it's kind of shocking that uh don't don't have yeah. too many complaints here I've, i have two 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 things that annoyed me about the episode one was nonsense one is not important and then the other one is the dialogue but um yeah let's let's get into neo coming back i think that's our top story here neo is as as was spoiled by the intro um neo is back and uh i think that may have had more the reveal of her being there might have had more of an impact if we didn't know she was going to be there <laughs> but uh you know maybe if you're someone that isn't following along so closely and didn't listen to the analysis of the new opening sequence uh like you wouldn't have seen that people figured out it was neo um but so maybe former casual fans it was a it was a reveal but uh yeah at the very least exciting to see her back and fighting cinder um Haley, i know you're a big neo fan like what what was your what was your reaction to seeing her and was it like satisfying uh this this first appearance she's had in a few seasons it was i like audibly was like neo okay <laughs> I was so excited um, because like I said, I think it's just going to bring such an interesting new element to Cinder's storyline because it's bringing back things from past seasons and great characters that everyone's loved. And I don't know why I love her, but she's just like cool <laughs> and I think has an interesting um, like fighting style and everything and, and her design's great. Um, yeah. And I think, even knowing that she was going to come back at some point, I liked how they did the reveal of her because like, as soon as you saw the umbrella, you knew, but if you just see the shoes and then it pans up, I think that was very effective. Um, and I love as well that when they brought her back, it wasn't just like they were staring each other down in an alleyway and it was dramatic and nothing really happened. Instead, it was immediately like go time fight scene, <laughs> which was, uh, I think a great introduction to the character. Um, yeah. So I'm just, so excited that she's back and is presumably going to be back in not just like a like a very casual role. I think she's going to be part of Cinder's storyline, which I assume is going to have some screen time. So we're probably going to see her a bit more, um, which is cool. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe part of the main introduction. Yeah, nice yeah. great reintroduction. Maybe part of the main cast this season with Nia. We'll see how long she sticks around for. Um, if Cinder's part of the main, like I assume they'll be operating together as a team. So when we see Cinder, we'll probably see Neo. So I hope so. Yeah, they're, they're, right. They're, I mean, they're fighting, but then they uh, Cinder at least proposes that they they work together. Then we'll yeah. see yeah. how she common enemy to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Andy, what do you think of Neo's reintroduction here? I really liked it. I really, really, really liked it. I. Ruby does this thing that's very common in anime and manga a lot of time where they'll end an episode or chapter on a reveal 
on someone stepping in. And I don't think that's actually good most of the time, unless it's a really big reveal. Like, this seems like something that they would have done, like, oh, the episode ends and Neo walked out from the shadows or something. Like, this is much better than that. Just have Neo come back. We know her already. We don't need a reveal for it. Just have her come back, have her fight Cinder, and it it, it keeps the energy high instead of just... Like, we're going to watch next week. We don't need hooks like that in this yeah. show. Like, that, that's more what I'm getting at. It seems like a useless hook. If it's going to be a... Give us cliffhangers that actually have meaning. Like, give us reveals. Like, Jin, as horrible as Jin was, like, as much as I don't like Jin's model, like, her, the story thing, that was a good cliffhanger. That was a great cliffhanger. Just, yeah, so Neo, the, Neo, and the point is Neo's in, and uh, uh, yeah, off to the races sorry, right away. Sorry, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, yes. I'm getting off topic. The point is that <laughs> I, I like just having her show up and just immediately going. Nice. The fight yeah. is incredible. Keep the action high. Yeah, and of course, like you said, Dylan, the, the song is great behind Neo's actions. Like, it's clearly sung about her. Yeah, I haven't had time to delve into that too much about the the the, the point of view of the song. You know, a few hours all, after, all, but it was, all I heard is that it was about revenge, and it's about revenge and stuff like that. Yeah, revenge for uh, Roman, probably. Uh, what we're we're getting at from Neo's perspective—that's very very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. This was, I think, the, the the big thing about this this fight scene is we, we get into that. By the way, Neo's back in the fan. The fans love Neo. Neo's like the most popular character in the fandom. Um, and, uh, I think it's cause she's a cool design and is like this mysterious presence. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't been the most attached to Neo, but it's still really cool to, to see her back. And, uh, this is another big aspect of like why the coming storm is like this episode about like giving the fans what they want. Like Neo's here, like <laughs> they've been asking Ruby subreddit constantly has like Neo the on the front page for the past three years by the fact she hasn't been on the show, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. uh, here's, here she is. And, uh, she, it's, this is a big, uh, big, big, uh, reintroduction for Neo. The, this, I think the big thing with this fight scene is the freneticness of it. Um, yep. That's what we always talk about with, um, you know, that's the big talking point. It's like Ruby originally had these really frenetic, high energy fights that move very fast. And then post Monty, they, they they slowed down a little bit, haven't captured that energy. You know, to what extent that that's true or not, that's generally the, the fandom discourse about the Ruby fights. And I would say this is like, feels like a classic Monty fight. Um, there's, there's Neo versus Cinder. Like the the energy is very high, moving very fast here. I think if I, like, if you sent this fight scene back, like, four years ago, like, back towards, like, season one or two, if you just show me the bars, like, when they're on top of the bar fighting, that just screams something Monty would do. Like, that just is an incredible fight scene, like, part of the fight. Like, that is just, I think, one of the best things I've animated. It's just so good. When, she, when um, when, uh, when, when Neo kick, clicks up, like, that cigarette holder and just throws it at her or a bowl or whatever, like, that whole thing is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're using the setting really interestingly. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it absolutely feels like like a Monty a Monty fight scene. It definitely inspired, um, but by, by his previous work. And yeah, using using those bowls, I think on top of the bar was definitely the highlight for me as well. It just it it, it felt uh, it just it had like such an, an impact on the setting and the the energy and um, it's it's they're they're quickly gone and like the use of Neo's uh, umbrella parcel. Uh, she's like Princess Peach floating down several yeah. times. And- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's just all, it's all really, uh, fun and, um, it captures the energy, I think, of what we want from Ruby fights in a way. I feel like we've said this about a previous fight scene. You know, they, they've been getting better at this. It's not like this is like a stark difference. Like, um, a lot of the previous fight scenes have been great. 
Um, I think like the, the beginning of episode one is notable for different reasons, just like the, uh, the cinematography and stuff like that is, is like, like the gorgeousness of how it's shot. And this, this fight scene like shines in a different way and like how, in how, uh, high energy and fast paced and like, uh, yeah, like use of, use of the environment and stuff and the, the song behind it. So I think like we've, should, like, we've had like multiple different types of successful fight scenes here. Um, and this one in particular, it's like, this is like prime volume two neo uh like right back right right back at us in terms of how she's fighting so um it was it's 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 so incredible that's like a bit a great omen for ruby like recapturing past things we loved about the show while also improving on things that were all about volumes one and two like that's always what we've been hoping for from the show like uh like re re like get get back what what we loved and like uh, of course like it wasn't like a, a perfect show first either so then like high, more high level narrative better animation and stuff like that and i do think the season's kind of all coming together in 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 terms of that to to a degree which uh the previous two had not um but but yeah, the parts of this 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 fight scene, um, they're inside, and oh, I guess the the setup is that little Miss Malachite is back. <laughs> I don't think oh we're gonna. Oh my god, <laughs> she was fine here, right? Um, yeah. Should she just go away for good now? Right. If she's gone, that's a waste of a character. I feel like <laughs> the, <laughs> this is the whole point of the Spider Intelligence Network is uh, to Still just. It, I guess. Ruby would waste a character. I'm shocked. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's 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 whatever. And the, the team purple, they're coming back. I mean, they have to. But um, yeah. to, they they tell Cinder, Team Ruby's headed to Atlas, and uh, they they know she's Cinder. And then we learn that the person looking for Cinder was Neo, or also was looking for Team Ruby. I don't remember. Whatever. Um, I thought but, she said there was a big man who was looking for Team Ruby. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we also knew Hazel was after them too, and we haven't followed up on that yet. So. Yeah, there's. It, oh it, it, so I think I think maybe three people contacted them, like Neo looking for Cinder, Hazel looking for Ruby, and Cinder looking for Ruby. I think that I might guess, be it. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so Neo's there. The, the pan up thing, um, the song, everything inside, and then they take it outside. We get Neo doing an illusion. Um, Cinder says, "I didn't kill your boss. Uh, take it up with Little Red." Um, and uh, then Cinder goes all Avatar state with the the wooden powers and. Um, <laughs> Let's discuss how we kill her together. Let's talk, says says Cinder. <laughs> um, so, but Neo, of course, Neo has a Roman's hat. Um, that does seem to be her motivation, as we speculated before that um, she th- she blames Cinder for for Roman's death. Um, Neo, by the way, I think slightly updated her model. Um, you know, the new, new show here, I, the, the, like her eyeshadow seemed more prominent to me. That was one thing. Um, although that existed before, um, I thought she looked great. And um, but the, the hat that was really cool, the umbrella, everything there. So, uh, what, what do we think of Neo's motivation here? What do we think of attacking Cinder, blaming Cinder for the death? Does it work so many years later? Um, Haley, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't have much memory of why she was upset at Cinder <laughs> at first. It's because it was um, like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what what happened between them? Um, I think it was fine for justifying this fight scene because they're both kind of, I assume, hot-headed kind of characters. At least Cinder is, and I, maybe Neo is too. We don't really know that much about her except that she's cool. Um, so uh, yeah, it 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 didn't seem so ridiculous to me that that would be her motivation to instigate this fight, if that makes any sense. And and I like though that it it didn't go beyond this interaction that Cinder's able to tell her, Hey, let's work together and get the real person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believed but, it. It's fine. But 
It isn't Ruby, though. It was a Grim ate Roman, and all the Grim were summoned by Cinder. Yeah, but <laughs> Cinder's manipulative. <laughs> Do you think Cinder thinks she's telling the truth or lying to, to Neo? I feel like Cinder believes what she's saying. Uh, yeah, I think she believes that all of her problems are, and are, all yeah. the problems in the world <laughs> go back to Ruby. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. of course, it's Ruby's fault. Yeah, I think the show's done made that that, that pretty clear. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy, what's, what's Neo been up to for the past few years? She she was just looking for Roman's hat the whole time. <laughs> oh, so she found the hat, and now she's yeah, uh, yeah. moving on to Cinder. She needed the reveal to be good. She needed to uh, make sure that everyone understood what she was talking about or what yeah. she wanted. Yeah, she's uh, been preparing it's... this like pan up shot this for three yeah, years. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's what can be my most dramatic entrance with, yeah. with Cinder? Yeah, she's been trying to track down Cinder. I guess she's healing she's from something, living yeah. her life. I buy that she might have been looking for Cinder, and Cinder was in Salem's domain, so Neo had no idea where. Yeah, she, she definitely was. wouldn't have been able to find her for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I buy that, but and I don't think we need more than that. Like, I don't really need a Neo alone episode. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 okay. The, you know, Neo Note was never the character with the most going on, so having her just show up again, I think, is fine. This is the danger of bringing characters in and out, as we talked about in a previous podcast this season. Um, this show brings characters in and out within seasons, uh, like season to season more than any, any we cover. Um, and the, the danger here is that we've lost all thread of Neo, really, and she's, she's not much just beyond what surface level she presents again in this episode, but with this character, who's all flash and no substance, and that's not a bad thing. I think, like, this is, like, the most flashy character in... It's kind of what she, her character is. Yeah, and that's it's, like, the, what... Like, the purpose she serves in the show, really. Right, so you don't need to bring her back, just because she doesn't have that depth to her, so I think that's fine. Um, but when you the, the danger is if you try to bring Sun back in two seasons, that might that might be less successful. But but Dylan, why do they do this for Neo but not for Tyrion? <laughs> well, you wanted Tyrion to get this epic reintroduction. You know, Tyrion, at least for his Daniel. tail. Like clearly they know what we want, and clearly they set it up. And Tyrion Andy, got nothing. But I, I would say that the fandom is not completely on board with Tyrion's tail uh, as you are. I, I don't think that they're as ravenous the for go. the tail. <laughs> <Let's>, Why? <laughs> They like Neo. The tail's not as big of a deal. Although oh, people do yeah. talk about the tail. So it is, it was, I mean, we have wolf comments. We'll talk about the tail at the end. But, um, really? Yeah. Why? No for, no, for no, for no apparent reason. But yeah, Neo, <laughs> uh, it, I think, I think this, this, this worked with Neo and it, it was great. Neo, um, still, still appears to be mute. Um, that the show hasn't really, I don't think, specifically commented on that ever. But no, I, Neo pointed at her, had her like throat when, uh, Cinder asked, said they should talk. I feel like she's she? like missing okay. a tongue or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. Like, Walk now, and Neo pointed at her throat, and then Cinder went right. Yeah, I think at some point we'll probably need like some backstory on on why on why she is mute. But um, at the same time, and I mean, if she's going to be a like, if she's tag team with Cinder and in every other episode this season, that's going to be the most Neo's ever been in the show. Um, yep. so like we would need to expand on her character because she really hasn't been that big of a presence until now. She's more just showed up sometimes to fight and uh, to to look cool and like drive <laughs> to be the getaway driver that one time. Change designs. <laughs> yeah, yeah will we will we see her? Uh, she's kind of like the the dress up doll for the show. Oh, um, God, will we see her <laughs> in different outfits again? Uh, probably. Uh, that that's I guess the purpose of her. If there's um, any God in the world, they'll get winter coats, but they won't. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, oh, hold that, hold that thought. But. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that would defeat the purpose of Neo. This is basically fan service. But um, yeah. yeah, really not the, the great. Good. I like it. It was fun. <laughs> well, everyone likes it. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. fun use of the character. Um, in this show, it, it feels normal, I think. Her mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, she, she was good here. Um, do we think that she will accept Cinder's terms and say, let, let, team up with her and try to, to get through it? Like, you, it would probably be logical, I guess. Like, yeah. um, she was previously working under Roman, who's working under Cinder. So, like, what else is she going to do? Just like why there's not i don't i feel like the the basis for attacking cinder like yeah maybe cinder is ultimately responsible for roman's death but cinder's all kind of neo has to to our knowledge like maybe she goes try to track down uh emerald and mercury but um like like this this is uh we we don't know of any other connections she has so it feels natural that she'd team up with cinder yeah Yeah, i buy it okay yeah it is for all she could also um just reject her though i mean and it would also yeah. make sense <laughs> so it, we'll, we'll she see. she could also just find ruby and then double cross cinder once she finds ruby or something oh that okay that's that's definitely on the table yeah like, or yeah. like you join use... salem if, if oh. cinder doesn't join salem maybe okay so yeah. she could team up with salem for sure i also like this notion of um using cinder to take out ruby but then double double cross yeah cinder i think that's completely well. possible i don't think neo would have gotten over whatever anger she's apparently harbored for years for cinder yeah, I I, th- I think that uh, if 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 next time we see them, they're just all uh, all peachy and uh, seem to have things wrapped up, then uh, we should know that this is going to come back at some point later this season. Yeah, Neo's uh, anger at that Cinder. So yeah, okay. So that's the the beginning fight stuff. Definitely more of our action stuff in the in the, in the beginning, which is kind of an interesting episode structure. Um, it's it's it then leaves us with this kind of horror elements at the farmhouse they go to with Team Ruby um and uh that's that's the rest of our episode here we start outside the i guess like the main house because there's multiple houses and uh they're uh cold and um weirded out that the the farmhouse is so intact um i guess because grim overran everything else um but um yeah so so they're cold outside weiss throughout this episode is cold um this uh i I just i just want to get the rant of the week out (laughs) already because this is this really isn't that big of a deal so just take it uh, i'm I'm being mostly uh silly here but uh it's it's stupid that weiss is so called in this episode because uh previously we have uh used the excuse of auras for uh why we should have still revealing outfits for the leads while they are in a winter setting um Mm -hmm. like they 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 have they changed outfits a little bit to to accommodate but they're still like uh mid riff and you know exposed body parts in like this uh in, in snow and it's like oh auras don't feel the temperature dylan yeah well it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> auras auras protect you from the cold that's what we've heard um so why you know why is <laughs> it's a pretty obvious question why are they cold here <laughs> if auras protect them from the cold yeah like uh you know we're getting to auras and i hate talking about that but um it doesn't make any sense that that what like i guess the explanation is it's really cold <laughs> so that's why it, it's, but that's why is it. also from atlas which is literally yeah. the arctic you think she would so. be used to it. i guess she doesn't go outside like and just stays in the the mansion but yeah i it's, think it's they were like how can we move the plot forward cold weather discussion it's it just That's it makes it things like this whenever you circumvent the little basis you have for auras already it just is very frustrating <laughs> um so it's like oh this is like the most stupid thing that they're cold when when the auras are supposed to protect them from that um yeah, yeah. So, See, please- i would be more upset about it well no i okay let me rephrase this if they 
dressed like they did and then didn't talk about, oh, it's so cold, fine, whatever, it's auras. But it's because they keep talking about how cold it is and making no effort to fix it yeah. <laughs> that is driving me nuts. Like, at, le- at least say, like, oh, why aren't, oh, it's too cold yeah. for our auras to, <laughs> to account for this or it, something. It's, it's like... If also if it's like really cold or really hot, something like the weather is bad. Like the, if that drains your aura, why don't you like wear thicker clothes so you don't drain yeah. your aura on this stupid stuff? Or ra- like Blake and Yang have these big tails on their uh, vesty things that I saw as they were walking outside, and it's like you could wrap those around your belly and you're good to go. <laughs> but no, yeah, like, like Weiss gets a blanket, it. but uh, yeah, no, no attempt to change outfits here. Um, yeah. you know, we'd have to do redo we'll the assets. Keep complaining. So we can't do that. But, um, yeah, this is, tell me, tell me in the comments if you're also frustrated by this or if you have a better explanation other than it, it's really cold because I would honestly <laughs> like to know. If, if the explanation is just aura, like, I don't think we could read that though, Dylan. We can't, we can't do that. No. Yeah, but it, aura is what the, for once, aura is the foundation of my frustrations in terms of like, there's an explanation oh, that they gave oh. with aura that the show has told us about. And now right. we don't care about that. Um, anyway, uh, it's really cold. So, uh, we're in the house and Weiss finds dead bodies in the bed. And we learn later that there's, uh, these, these dead bodies in, in all of the beds. So we have kind of like this horror mystery that, um, we don't get resolved from this episode. Um, I guess we can talk about that first, um, in terms of like how the episode handles these, these horror elements and like what's going on with the story. Um, it's like the whole estate just went to sleep and never woke up. Um, we got, uh, my, my biggest, uh, read on the episode in terms of obvious foreshadowing is characters saying that they are tired. Um, yeah. Weiss and Yang yeah. both notably say that they are tired here. Um, Weiss, you could argue acts different from normal based on her being tired i actually think what weiss is saying was rational um so i'm not clear if we're meant to if we're meant to like when she gets into that whole why are we going to alice again um and she's like oh never mind i'm just tired like i don't know if that was meant to like be oh she's acting crazy because she's uh, getting affected by something but like, no, i'm it, also like why are we going to alice again it's, but, but <laughs> i think whatever is doing this is making them find reasons to not leave like whatever it is that's what it seems to be in that oh, so you think it's one of those things where the house doesn't want them to leave yeah yeah like they they're or whatever is doing this yeah it's like making them tired so they're finding reasons to stay interesting hill episode of hilda did that this year the house wants doesn't want them to leave Probably. but um uh it's like a horror trope i guess but yeah uh yeah Haley, what did you did you find the episode creepy what did you think of uh this new kind of horror tone to to ruby in this this episode um i think it was effective i didn't find it that like it wasn't like so scary oh no jump scares are gonna happen or anything but i think it was effective in setting up what's going to come um and good for this show too because they were actually pretty subtle about it it wasn't as heavy-handed as it could have been which was nice (laughs) um like it was just kind of like a slow moving forward it's getting kind of creepy um and i think the setting fit that as well uh so yeah nice yeah and and, and then at the and then at the end the the obviously the wine cellar door is uh, like opening and so that's the cliffhanger we get it i don't i couldn't tell if it was like opening and then shut or if it opened but they i I think ruby and weiss did not notice they were walking away yeah um andy do you what's your what's your theory on what's going on here i think the thing in 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 the wine cellar is a red herring i think that whatever's in there is not what's hurting everybody but it has to be a grim we haven't seen before. They really like they really like adding these like weird grim into the season, and I think we're gonna get some kind of like energy or God forbid, aura draining grim or something. Extendo arms comes back. Oh, no, oh please no. no. 
please no. I can only handle so much extendo arms in my life. And I guess the other thing is that Yang or Blake speculated that the the well was poison or something. That's how everyone might have yeah. simultaneously died. That was, like, I think, smart by Blake. But yeah, no, no, Blake. Blake clearly. Is probably the smart. Is definitely the smartest person in Team Ruby because she actually puts forward real reasons for what could be happening. And then the show does not back that up. But uh, that, yeah, no, yeah, the show just ignores it. So, so you think it's you think it's so grim, a new grim Waven scene? Yeah, that's what my guess would be. Like, and I hope it has a cool design, but that's what I think. Okay, and so you don't think it's actually coming out of the cellar? That was just that was just no. I think that might be someone who survived the previous. Oh, okay, there could be that too. Uh-huh. One of the, yeah, we have to account for all the people in the photo that we saw. Yeah. Um, Crow saw them. We didn't see them, so someone still could be out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, H- Haley, what's your reaction to hearing that it could be a grim? Would you like that? Um, I think that's the most obvious thing because like everything evil is a grim in the show really um i think that's probably the most likely scenario but i think it would also be interesting and moving this kind of season storyline forward if it was something relating to the salem ospin storyline in some way i don't know what it would be but something relating to that might be neat rather than just having it be another grim even if it's a cool like different form of grim um change it up a little bit I think what could do it, Haley, is like even if it is a grim, even if it is not like it, it's just more of the same. What could be the thing that pushes this forward is that maybe the grim. This is like a more aggressive grim. Like this didn't attack some people with like bad emotions. It seems like it yeah, just it's intelligent. People. And so yeah. what that means is that maybe that pushes our heroes to be like, hey, we do still have to stop Salem because the grim are getting worse. The grim are getting much, much, much worse. And they keep they kept hammering that on at the beginning of the the season too. Like, maybe that's our impetus for still going after Salem now, even though we don't think we can mm-hmm. kill her. I'm also wondering, too, because um, we saw that family or farm photo in the house, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like their outfits were pretty old compared yeah. to what, uh, like, our people are wearing. Like, they had bonnets and aprons and everything else. So maybe this is actually something that happened a really long time ago, relatively long time ago. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I've I've seen, yeah, I I agree that they kind of gives that old timey type vibe, but I've also seen some speculation right? that the, the they're bo- like and they're like mummified kind of right, right. Weird. So the bo- the bodies don't seem they're not like decomposed, so they're either no. mummified or it wasn't yeah. that long long ago that they died. So it could have actually been recent, unless yeah, they're, somehow they're preserved. Um, yeah, I I uh, I'm not happy at the prospect of this being a grim because uh, what Haley said, <laughs> yeah. every, everything on the show is, a is just a stupid grim. <laughs> like, let's get something more interesting than uh, if if it does like tie into Salem or maybe it's like a smart grim or so, like maybe that could be cool. But um, I w- I would be uh, happier with uh, like maybe a human or maybe some other source of magic or something. But it's uh, silver eyes, Dylan. Silver it would make sense to relate to Silver Eyes because, you know, we got Maria here still doing nothing yep. and, like, clearly she's going to – Maria is uh, going to find Oscar a story. That's yeah. uh, what you... she did in this episode. Do you think Maria is related to this family? That's possible. Maybe Maria's causing this what's happening somehow and she's leading <laughs> them to the farmhouse to, to, to oh, that'd be kill good. them. Oh, be, oh, and she's like, oh, that'd be, that'd be a really good horror trope too. Yeah, and she – Oh, she, she just she wanted to set them up this whole time. Turns yeah. out she's like this grim in disguise or something. <laughs> no, that would be great because we wouldn't have felt the setup because it happened not during the horror episode. That'd be really great, actually. That'd be a very long term plan. Meeting them yeah. on the train, follow them. On, yeah. Well, she could have been following them, follow them onto the train, and then once it like try to maybe um, maybe she drew the grim that attacked yeah. them there, and it wasn't actually the thing. So that, like it was at that specific moments that they would like land at that location and then go to the nearest farmhouse. It seems. Yeah. Like an intricate she's trying one, to like but... harvest Ruby's silver eye powers for herself, maybe. Ooh, yeah, maybe she's like a silver eyes, but a villain silver eyes. Yeah, 
that could yeah. be cool. Anyway, but all of that's no, more no, interesting it's than be a Grimm. So. <laughs> so we'll say that. At the very least, it's it's interesting. Like I like I like that the show is doing new genre things. I think that yeah. that's uh, really cool. I mean, yeah. the show has done horror ish stuff with the Grimm before, but it's mainly been like uh, action survival versus um like they're this, like this taking more... their time with this. Yeah, it's like patient patient uh, yeah. horror setup that's going on here. Mm-hmm. So I like that. This is the first time I've actually been scared of if this is a grim, like I'm scared of it. Like I wasn't scared of the Knucklevy, even if it de- felt intimidating. How dare like, you? How dare you? <laughs> this, this is actually like I understand why people in the world are scared of grim. Finally, mm-hmm. if, if it's like killing all of them simultaneously while sleeping, yeah. Oh, and I, we should note that this relates to them being tired somehow. So I think that the the, the magic needs to be involved. Them sleeping, like the, the grim, like whatever it is, wants I'll them to sleep, and then it uh, gets yeah. them there. Maybe it's like a nightmare creature. There was yeah. an episode of Sabrina this season where it's like, yeah. like a, a, a d- demon that went into their nightmares, and like that. But yeah, I could see that happening too. Also of note, though, Rooster Teeth has produced a show all about if you fall asleep, you die. And so they've done that kind of thing before. So I'm not sure if they do it again. They might do the exact same thing again. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, you're not sure if it means they'd be more or less likely to. Do yeah, it I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> yeah, not, okay. Not sure. <laughs> okay, noted. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a ton of ton of interesting possibilities here. Yeah, let us know uh, what you, which of those you liked. You have a different theory in the comments for what this could be. Hopefully, we'll find out next week. Um, but other than that, other than the Maria telling Oscar's story, which I assume will be followed up on because that was random, um, we get uh, these are shipping moments. We get uh, Yang and Blake and, and Ruby and Weiss pairing off and talking individually. Credit to this episode when I saw the pre- the, the, the preview they put out um, in our Discord. I was like, this is prime opportunity to have one-on-one conversations. Like, they're alone in this old house. Like, uh, please. And then the show does it. So I think that that's uh, a rare, yeah, rare instance of... Um, it's like following, like setting something up that could be cool, instantly following through on it. Like it's, it's, it's good stuff here. Um, Blang and Yake, uh, Blake and Yang are, uh, is that their ship name? Are searching for, uh, no, obviously. Blang and Yake. <laughs> Blang. Blang, that's a good, uh, I wasn't gonna say anything. Blang is a good, Blang is a good, you know, Bumblebee's much better, obviously. Uh, there's, we mentioned the, the Bumblebee motorcycle. It's going to, uh, they're going to hook the flatbed up to that. Um, that's how they're going to there. I assume that will not happen because they're going to be stuck at the, at the, at the place, yeah. but that's their plan. Yeah, they're looking for for vehicles, and um, we get this conversation. Yang's tired, as mentioned. Uh, Yang has this vision of Adam. Um, we saw Blake having the Adam vision as well in in episode one, and um, still gets uh, flashes from that night. Um, Blake says uh, Adam gets power from uh, being in con- power from control. Wanted to pull Blake down to his size, and then the important stuff grabs uh, Blake, holds Yang's robo hand, and. Uh, <laughs> says uh, hey i'm not leaving and if we ever see him again i promise i'll be there i'll protect you and yang was into the first part of that and then when she said i'll protect you got upset um and uh basically just walks away after that um so more of this uh we're, it seems like we're really going to lean into the bumblebee drama this season um we we had a nice moment but then quickly uh subverted into uh more some some more angst bumblebee angst Haley, were you were you digging what we got from bumblebee here I was. I didn't totally understand the whole like flip to being, oh, I don't want you to protect me reaction, basically. I don't really know where that came from because it was random. Because um, obviously Blake knows that Yang can fight and she's not saying that she can't, but she is. I don't know. Maybe it's Yang is like under the spell of this grim and is reacting oddly. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know, but I, I thought that didn't really resonate with me because I didn't really see the logic in her reaction there. But prior to that, um, I loved it. It was great. I'm so happy as well that they didn't just go like 
Yang saying, oh, I'm like, I'm just tired. And then in this scene there, like they kept talking <laughs> and shared things with, you, with each other, um, which is really great because uh, I could definitely see them just ending the scene and then like, okay, whatever, not really much of a bumblebee scene. Um, but it was, and they had an interaction and they discussed uh, Adam, <laughs> which never like Adam to be brought up, but I feel like this is a decently effective way of bringing him up if they really need to. Um, Cause Yang having like PTSD from that experience is not, uh, it's, it's not unwarranted. Um, yeah. So, but I really like that Blake is, is there for her. Um, yeah. And also the whole Bumblebee being the name of the bike is hilarious too. Yeah, we got reminded no. of that. Um, yeah, but. no, they actually had a conversation for more than a minute. So, and and like cute little hand holding and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, they they hold hands. That's the most important part. That's and, big. Uh, <laughs> That's um, yeah, they have they have shared trauma in Adam. So I think it's definitely mm-hmm. an important thing for them to to discuss here. And I think this was like the more successful of the two conversations. Like um, what we get into with with Adam, maybe it's not in too much depth, but this was an important thing for for them to talk about. And it's also like shared trauma because Yang was like helping Blake or so. Like Yang like gets yeah. like Yang Yang gets like on the cross crosshairs of Blake's past uh, drama situation and. Um, yeah, Andy, what did you like uh, the the Yang uh, getting upset at the All Protect You any more than Haley did? I I didn't get upset with it. I I was a little confused by it the first time I watched it, and then when I watched the rewatched the episode, I went back and kind of looked through the stuff from season four because I forgot a lot of season four, and I remembered that a lot of the stuff she was dealing with and a lot of the trauma there was about the fact that she couldn't do anything for herself. That was the whole like root mm-hmm. of her oh, character. True. Like, she wants to prove that she can do stuff, even though she lost her arm. She can still keep going. And, of course, that trauma was not helped by the fact that her dad gave a really, really bad speech about just moving forward past your trauma. And I think that this is just confirmation that she has not moved past it, which I appreciate. Because this is, realistically, this is something that she's going to have to live with with her for her entire life. And I'm kind of glad that we're doing that. I think that the show could have done better of reminding us of her having this. Cause it kind of just forgot about it for a season. But if looking at season four, this does feel like the correct through line for her emotions towards this whole situation. Nice. Good call. Remembering what happened in season four, because we would have gotten corrected on that. Um, yeah. I would not have remembered. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember also, either. I had to go back and watch. It. <laughs> there was also the bit in the train. I think it was like in the first episode where, yeah. um, Blake was trying to grab. Oh yeah, trying yeah, trying to help train. with the luggage. Yeah. yeah, and Yang wasn't for that, but yeah. Okay, that scene makes more sense too now yeah. with Andy's. Yeah, I think it, like you can find a way of it making sense, and I think it's partially Yang's character as well that she's very independent and needs to, I think, feel like she's in control of herself and situations and things. But after like this cute moment where she's showing like that she's going to be there for her and and that like basically i love you um and her saying blake saying that she will she'll protect her is not unwarranted i don't know yeah i think it yeah yeah i i I believe completely because she had this whole like she was completely independent before all this stuff with adam and she feels like she lost all that independence when she Mm -hmm. got hurt and it's just Mm -hmm. like i think she just 
is really scared of becoming dependent on somebody again. Yes. So I guess True. the intent, because uh, Blake literally grasps her her robot yeah. hand, or the, the result of the, her disability here, and says, I'll protect you. Like, so it implies, in Yang's mind, that's implying that she's weak yeah. and needs protecting based off of this this uh, this injury. Yeah, um, very true. Yeah, so no, I, yeah, I, I, right, I, think, I think it's a lot better now that we've talked about it. I, yeah. I wish the show gave moments like this a little bit more time to breathe. Um, like, I think this this is a this is a good concept, um, and it happened kind of fast, and it's also referencing a character arc that was two seasons ago. Um, but uh, still, I think I, I guess that's still successful. Yeah, but in yeah. in in general, I think uh, m- more with the Ruby and Weiss conversation, I'm like needs improvement. But this this as well, I feel like could have been could have been a little more dev- del- delved into a little bit more. Hopefully, it's not done yet though, so maybe more to come. Yeah. Uh, with that, with the, the and- two of them. And if there's confirmation that like there's a grim affecting emotions, it might come off a little better, depending on how we do it. Right. Uh, Yang and Weiss both say things that are uh, interpreted badly by the other person or the mm-hmm. audience and, or something. And, and, and the conversation feels a little stilted and not in the normal Ruby way, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think there's probably that my, yeah, my read is that there's something happening yeah. uh, with the, with the horror thing here at the same time was still a good conversation. Okay. And like, now we have a through, a through line of the themes we're getting into this season with the two of them. I also think like the, the hand thing, um, I think it's like very clear, uh, that the show actually is intending to do romance with these two characters. Whereas I think Ruby and Weiss, despite their prominence in the intro and some stuff this season, that's still like not clear to me that that's what we're doing with the two of them based on like the, we didn't do anything this, this episode with them. Yeah. Um, but Bla- Blake and yeah. I think like I, I genuinely buy the show is just doing the super slow burn with Bumblebee, um, and uh, you know, maybe wow. Well, the handhold is pretty romantic, yeah. Right, it it, is. that's a that's a big moment for the show, um, I think, and uh, I think that they're going to pay it off to some extent this season. Uh, it's not, and it's not just because you know Barbara is going around saying, or one of the, or Aaron uh, saying that uh, <laughs> Yang loves a uh, uh, Blake or something, but uh, it's it's Blake loves Yang. Yeah, it's I, I think like. Uh, I think I think we're building to. I, I'm not buying that they're going to like start dating after the season, but I think that we're genuinely moving to a point with these two characters. And I think the show's like I disagree that it should be this much of a slow burn, but I think given that it is, the show's been doing a good job of it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really concerned, Dylan, though, that we're gonna, the thing that pushes them into a relationship is going to be somehow related to Adam because this is still the quote unquote Ugh. Adam season. Because yeah, I'm scared they're going. I don't think they understand how problematic that is having this them like deal with Adam and then be like, oh, we can be together now or something. Yeah, I mean, if, if they has, like look, conquer him together, that, that could be cool. fine. That, that that's like yeah. I mean, it'd be great if it wasn't related to Adam at all. But yeah, if they they build, yeah. they they kill him together and yeah. they they kiss over his dead yeah. body. And they, they kiss over his dead body. That would be uh, not happening, but that would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's this season of Adam thing. We haven't seen him since the first episode. Yeah. We've only we seen flashes of him. But so. based on them bonding over this, like having flashbacks to him, I could totally see the end game of that, maybe not this season, but next season being them taking him out together. I think it has like, to be this season. It has it, to be. It should be this season. Cause it like, that would be a really long time to wait, yeah. but well, la- last have- year, last year we said, uh, Adam's definitely dying this season. Yeah, so, true. I, yeah, I think I think um, Adam's number one on your death watch for this year. I think uh, his, yeah. th- this is the end of the three the three season you know season thing, and Adam is was uh, prominent in this is like the, the ramifications of him at the end of the first uh, season three season thing. So yeah, I think I think uh, he's he's likely to 
to show up in towards the finale and then um like that that's probably your expected story arc here adam to some extent comes back blake and yang conquer him together he's he's off the show maybe that relates to miles's uh sad day when you have to kill your faves tweet like it was about adam <laughs> and uh <laughs> oh please <laughs> and uh, yes. then we get some some sort of culmination of them together even if it's just them conquering adam together um some sort of romantic thing happening that'd so be the think, best way to end his storyline honestly yeah yeah, he's he's just a uh, fodder for the uh, the bumblebee. The bumblebee. Yeah, <laughs> to to grow uh, into yeah. the future. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good, good, good. Continually good stuff from from Blake and Yang here. I hope. Looking forward to seeing how it's 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 approached next episode. I'm not not expecting too much immediately. This is a big thing. Probably some cool off now and then get back into it later. Um, Ruby and Weiss on the other hand also have some time together. Um. We get uh, sad-looking uh, Weiss in a blanket going up to to Ruby, and then Ruby <laughs> smiling. That's like the most ro- romance I feel like we saw was uh, Ruby smiling yep. at, at Blake, looking sad. Um, so I've been. So here's the thing. First, I enjoyed their. Inter- Let me start prefacing. I enjoyed their interactions this episode. I'm very happy that they're together. I'll take what I can get, <laughs> but uh, it's it's. I've been waiting for them to talk one on one for three years now, two two to three years, and this is the first line of dialogue we get when they're one on one. Food always makes me feel better. Just saying. Um, <laughs> like, I don't get it. Why? But, but I think it's that's casual. a very Ruby line, Dylan. I think that's what mm-hmm. Ruby would yeah, say. Yeah, it's because they, they've made Ruby say stuff like this always. So, yeah, I agree. But <laughs> she can say things other than this. Uh, it's just, the, the Ruby and White dialogue is just so underwritten in this episode. I think, in general, um, the dialogue in the show is underwritten, which is why, like, it thrived in a, in a context with the origin myth where yeah. underwritten is good. Um, but there just needs to be more substance here. This is, this is just, uh, this is just placeholder dialogue. I, I, I really think this is like the biggest thing holding the writing back on the show is, is stuff like this. Like food always makes me feel better. Just saying, I guess it relates to the bean thing later, but then, um, you know, it's, there's just, there's just nothing there. Like put, put some substance into their, into their interactions. I, I think they would be, it would be a lot better. I think it's also Ruby's trying to like, she doesn't know how to make Weiss feel better. So she's going with that. But- but it's not great. Why can't why yeah. can't they talk about whatever's logic. between them too? Like you know, um, it, I, I under, it, yeah. it kind of makes sense with with the characters and where they're at and uh, any sort of like awkwardness or like lightness that they're going. Like they're not going for the trauma with these two. They're going for no. like um, Ruby isn't as much angst. Yeah, they're not going. Like, yeah. This isn't the angsty one. This is the happy one. But um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing they say here is interesting. That's the that's the unfortunate part. Um, yeah, Weiss, there's no hand holding. Weiss, yeah, well, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Weiss lights all the candles in this room. Um, so she's the her. full maiden, right? <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah, right. <laughs> she basically has maiden powers she with really her. Is, with her so. weapon, yeah. If you have enough dust, you could just be a maiden. I yeah. it, well, yeah, isn't that how that works? Dust is uh, magical remnants of previous yeah. humanity now. So you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. talk about it, the more it seems right. It seems, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the the richer you are with the more dust, you can just be a maiden if you really if you really yeah. have enough money. That's, that's what yeah, that's how it works. Um, Ruby's Ruby's worried about Crow. I didn't like this dialogue either. Like, talk talk about Weiss. Don't talk about stupid Crow here. I, I mean, I agree. It was a good. It's a good point to bring up his alcoholism when you find a bar. But um, just just talk about Weiss. And then Weiss is uh, sad and um, asks why they're going to Atlas. And Ruby's like, uh, "What? You can't be serious." And Weiss like, "Oh, I'm just really tired." Um, I'm not sure what the intended audience reaction here is supposed to be because, again, it could be the effects of Grimm, but um, Weiss is right. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yes. So I don't get it. Why did Ruby yeah. react like that? Um, I, I, anyway, I, I mean, it, I guess like Ruby's like, we need to have some motivation to do something. Yeah. We can't just give up. So I get, I get, you know, but it could have been. 
you know, we could, we could, we could dive into, if that's the thing, it's like in terms of like motivation and like having any, any sort of like agency in what's happening and like wanting to uphold that notion, then we could have dived into that more um, than just but this. But I think it, it felt weird. If, if the show transfers to Ruby, just being, being the drive for the entire crew though, isn't that good, Dylan? Isn't that- that's good. That That's good. If Ruby is leading them. Yes. So yeah. I, I do that's like a good that. shift. Yeah. Um, so they, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, why did we get to the canned food thing? Weiss is like scoffing at them having to eat canned food. Um, well, I guess it's better than nothing. And Ruby smiles at her. There's another good moment. Um, really Ruby smiling is the only sort of romantic connotation we get out of the two of them interaction here. Um, good, you know, reminder that Weiss is rich and she doesn't eat peasant, you know, okay, sure. Whatever. She doesn't eat peasant. Peasant, peasant food. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, this the bean thing we get the anime thing with ruby right that was another that's another classic that we've been going to i feel like i feel like ruby's character we don't need to dive into this This is a whole another 20 minute discussion i think ruby's character hasn't been written too well the past few seasons um we kind of we kind of just rely on these uh anime humor moments uh and uh there's there's not a lot of substance to to what's going on there yeah I, i think she was better in episode two because she was finally doing things but a lot of times she just does nothing Mm-hmm. yeah at least she's uh the, the focus and uh i do like yeah. that she'd be the drive i'd love to dive into something with ruby it doesn't need to be angsty you know we can we can yeah. dive into happy character stuff or you know that said it was it was nice last season when we got to dive into her actually feeling bad about penny and pira dying because we needed that mm-hmm. yeah that's good um i wanted mm-hmm. to have more emotions because yes. i think it was good in episode two where she got angry and it was like yeah like she's not just happy all the time <laughs> yeah yeah, I know. No, I'm interested to see if uh, anyone else has different reads on what's going on here with Ruby or Ruby and Weiss. What, what's the intended uh, uh, thing that they're going for here? Let us know in the comments. And then at the end, this, this outdoor is opening. So um, Ruby and Weiss tying into the, the the investigation on the horror elements here. We get their moments. Would love for this to continue next episode. Maybe we open and they're still talking because they're still walking away together. Um, I don't know. I assume that won't happen, but at the same time... <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 other thing, by the way, very important here. I didn't mention this. Blake puts a blanket on Weiss. Uh, it's Blake mm-hmm. that does that. Yeah. yeah. I thought Blake, it was Ruby's cape for a second. I got I, very excited. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like, I think this is like this most subtle writing they've been doing all season is that Blake is really trying hard to interact with everybody in Team Ruby. Mm. She had to, she mm-hmm. tried to talk to Ruby earlier in the episode. She gave Weiss the blanket. She tried to help Yang with her luggage. It's really clear that Blake is trying to make up for lost time. And I like that they're not like, commenting on it it's just kind of happening in the background that's a good point mm-hmm. yeah I, I of course reacted to this like ah monochrome but um yeah i think that what they're going <laughs> for is uh this is what andy said um yeah monochrome was like one of the original uh yeah uh, ex- except for bumblebee and uh, white rose that was like the original like prominent ship and uh with all the the the, t- the drama between them in season one and stuff and uh it's definitely been uh, on the 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 back burner so seeing them uh interact there is, is is pretty interesting they would be that would be an interesting pairing to explore more but let, let, let's do more with the the two that we did here let's let's do that let's let's mm-hmm. get more conversation going here um so yeah that's 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 all we hit on in this episode here um Haley, anything else or final thoughts on the episode no i'm just so happy the season is good so <laughs> yeah wow, it's, it's yeah good. it's been really solid so far and that we're actually having things like having neo come back and having all of our ships happening and it seems like things are going well. And and we also haven't had like a Adam or Ranger flash 
uh, podcast. So that's good. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we've said this every week and then it continues strong. So I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Good so far. Good so far. No yeah. Adam, no John. We're happy. Yeah, exactly. And actually <laughs> like decent writing and neat sets and good fights. So yeah. Nice. Okay. Andy, final thoughts here. Just that I am, I'm happy. The show is doing well. The show is <laughs> focusing on the characters we actually care about. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. The concept of just focusing on Team Ruby and letting let letting the B plot be everybody else. Like, I like that. Like, let let the, all the A plots just be Team Ruby and sometimes, like, cut off, cut away to Cinder, cut away to... Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't like John. I, I mean, I don't like John, but the problem with John was never that I don't, like, like him. It's that he was the focus of the show for mm-hmm. way too long. Like, if they cut away to Team Injure now for, like, part of a B plot, that's fine at this point that's fine if we just see like oh the train got to atlas and we see atlas for a second or something like or not atlas um argus like that's fine because we've actually shown that team ruby are the main characters so i'm pretty i'm pretty high on this season right now nice yeah yeah the season so far a ruby b uh in terms of plots uh b cinder and c is uh salem's like that's kind of just all we've been hoping for stellar Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a like much compare this to volume four where we're like, why? What is any of this? You know, this is like a much a structure that I think is much more conducive to uh, the high quality we've been getting here. So yes, great, great stuff so far from the season. I think maybe more subdued, boring podcasting when the show is good. But uh, yeah, I know there's no rants. Like I'm just well, chill. There's a, there's a minor rant here. Well, yeah, okay. okay. And speaking of in the yeah, yeah, yeah. corner <laughs> this week, um, n- none of you uh, correct the, the, the corner where we correct. Uh, what we got wrong last week. None of none of, no one in the comments actually corrected us on anything factual. But uh, Michael in our in our Discord patron, Michael says that Andy got the context wrong for Tyrion's tale. I can't believe um, I wrong, Dylan. So I'm from just... Volume Five. So here's the context in Episode uh, Two of Season Five. Salem says, uh, "Not you, Arthur. Tyrion is in need of a new tale. Watts, it will be done." Okay. Uh, and then in Episode Nine, um, two children are disgraced. Elysian scientist, a fall maiden with ignomania. Um, technically, I was also a doctor. Later, uh, fly back home and tinker with your machine. So implying that that's that section implying that um, Watts will uh, give uh, a mechanical t- tale to Tyrion. So that is the context of uh, the uh, context. Much more clear when like you actually look at the text. Like it's not subtext; it's just the text. Yeah, no, they they say he's going to get a robot tale. That's, yeah, uh, that, that's the conclusion of the two scenes I read. There. That's what. It, it, I'm even more upset now that I have the correct yeah. context. So a lot of people in the comments say that what, what's what's at the end of his tale is just a, a like a, like a hitch to attach things to, and he'll yeah. get like a, a su- like pa- super power ups. Yeah, I, uh, I believe them. I think they're right. That doesn't make this scene good. This, yeah, this the show should have. That's it, it, even that. That's probably true, but that doesn't mean that the it was good to not tell us that right away when you introduce it. Yeah, you don't get two shots to reveal a character. That's the point. You have you have one shot to make a reveal, and they they botched it. This is like, paying they, off two seasons of build up, and yeah. they didn't give it to us right away. Yeah, so that would be the complaint. I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole rant again, yeah. but I think that even with with knowing the the dialogue, the exact dialogue that was said now. It's even worse. They should have done. Okay, Andy's doubling down, you guys. So uh, <laughs> let let us know in the comments what you think of him doubling down on his complaints from last week. Also, a lot of people in the comments saying, "I got mad that why did uh, Salem know that uh, that Cinder's alive, but not know what ha- what's happening with Osmond?" A lot of people speculate in the comments that she Salem has a connection with all Grim, and because Cinder has like a Grim body, a Grim arm, then she would know the status of her because she has 
control over Grimm or knowledge, at least of all Grimm. Um, my response is that's a great theory. I probably should have done that in the podcast. Definitely not like a correction because yeah. the show has not told us that Salem has no. this knowledge of all Grimm. That, that so if they, if they of- told us that, that would be good. But I would like for them to have, have gotten into that. I don't think it's implied either. I feel like that's a stretch. But that's it is going to happen theory. a lot because there's just a lot of theories about Ruby Dylan. Like, just, there's not really a lot of hard, concrete facts for people. So, to yeah, on. I would, in general, when making comments like that, it'd be like, "Oh, have you considered this theory that dot dot dot?" Not, no, you're wrong because because no, you're not right when you have a theory that I haven't thought of. It's just the show hasn't told us, so it's not it's not true or false. It's just speculation. She said it's, she's alive. Yeah, it is a good theory, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, our positive iTunes review of the week. We really uh, appreciate these five-star ratings to make up for all the previous negativity <laughs> in our iTunes. Google <laughs> overly animated Ruby on iTunes. Leave us a review. This week is from five stars from Gamer and a bunch of numbers. Um, he says, always <laughs> enjoyable reviews. Overly animated does a fantastic job of offering free and open commentary on cart- cartoons like Ruby. Whether you agree or disagree on the opinions of the host, you simply cannot help but enjoy the fun and lively and sometimes hilarious discussion. If you are a listener, if, if you as a listener enjoy an honest, heartfelt dialogue among friends who enjoy animation, then this is the podcast for you. Thank you, Gamer, for that review. Thank you, Gamer, series of numbers. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) there's a lot of numbers. Um, Yes, if if, if you leave us a five-star review, I will read it on the following week's uh, podcast. So uh, thank you. Thank you for supporting us uh, with uh, comments, reviews, sharing it, and all of that's very much appreciated. And uh, number one way to support us is uh, via Patreon, especially. So thank you to all our patrons. Uh, That's on uh, patreon.com slash overlyanimated, especially our patron of the podcast, Rachel, a.k.a. Rachel Rose. Uh, Ruby nickname for Ruby fan here. That's great. And uh, thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Q. Um, patron bonus will be uh, participating in our end of year OVAs award, which are awards, which are just about to kick off. Uh, last year, Weiss got a best character nomination. We'll see if uh, that happens again. We'll see if that happens again this year. Very unlikely to happen again. But if, if you guys can, you guys can make it happen if you become patrons and push her through there. So that, that yeah. could happen. Can there be like best redemption five seasons in for Salem? <laughs> yeah, we could, have, we could have a lot of Ruby specific categories. There could be a category. Best uh, improved, most improved. Most improved. A lot, a lot of most improved awards. I think would go to Ruby, but yeah, I think, I think Weiss for character is the only thing that uh, could happen. But we'll see. Um, you know, Ruby had a standout episode this year, so maybe best flashback. Maybe best flashback. <laughs> best best origin myth. Yes, that's, yeah. that, that Ruby go. would get nominated for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, patreon.com slash overlyanimated for that. And talk with us on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Uh, some good Ruby discussion going there as, as, as usual. Um, yep, we'll be back next week for no no breaks until the last week of December, it looks like, is the actual plan that's been outlined. So we know, we know when Ruby's airing. So we'll be back next week for more Ruby discussions. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.